Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's going on, y'all? Matt Garland here. NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. We are alive. We are blessed. Thank God for another day. We are back on the channel. I know it's been a couple weeks. I appreciate the love, but make sure you guys like, comment, share, subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. You know MG is in the building. All right, so today we're going to talk a little bit about, well, before we get to that, the, the damn thing. Again, this is only my second time doing this by myself. Uh, make sure you go to mgbookstore.com, pick up the books, House Hackonomics, and you got the Real Estate Investors Manifesto. Make sure you guys go ahead and pick up the books today. All right, so let's talk a little bit about student loans and mortgages. Now, a lot of you out here have student loans. And for the past couple years, these student loans, you haven't had no payments. And shout out to Josh in the comments, said he finished House Hackonomics in two days. Uh, I'm trying to tell you, these books are phenomenal. Less than 100 pages, straight to the point, no fluff, no nothing on them, right? So let me add that comment there real quick because I got to promote myself too because if nobody's going to promote me, then like, what are we doing this for? Right, so shout out to Josh and shout out to everybody who purchased the books. I appreciate all of you for tapping in with me. Go to mgbookstore.com, pick up the books. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about student loans because a lot of you out there have student loans. If you have student loans, please type yes in chat if you do have student loans because a lot of you do. Um, now having a kid in college, 
Um, I think this um, this topic is even more important to me because I have a daughter in college, so it directly impacts me too. And um, I want to be able to give you guys some information. So as as you know, student loans are going payments are resuming October first. Today is the twentieth, September twentieth. So you got eleven, twelve days before you have student loans. And Sherilyn says she has student loans. And if your payments were on pause because of the pandemic, aka the pandemic, unfortunately those payments are coming back. Now, I would highly recommend income driven repayment plans. If you have a student loan and your payment might be ridiculous, you need to start applying for these type of things so that way you can save some money. But I want to talk a little bit about student loans, mortgages, home buying. How how does this intertwine? Now, most of the time when you have student loans, and a lot of people think student loans will stop you from getting approved for a mortgage. And in some cases it will, but I will tell you in the majority of cases it will not. Now, most of y'all think because you may have $100,000, $200,000, $500,000 worth of student loans, you're looking at the balance. Where lenders, we don't look at the balance. We're looking at the actual payment itself. Okay, so let me say that again. Because in the past week, I've spoken to several people who have brought this to my attention. Obviously, I don't have student loans, so I don't really care about a student loan payment because I don't have to pay student loans myself. But people brought this to my attention, and, and a couple of these people were very concerned because they have high balances, 200000 300000 respectfully. And they were concerned that they would, would not be able to get approved for a mortgage, and we were able to get them pre-approved for mortgages so they can go out here and buy some real estate. And they were surprised. So that made me want to come and do this topic today. So I want to break down what lenders are looking at when we're looking at student loans to help you get qualified. All right. So y'all with me on this? <clears throat> I know it's been a minute. Again, this is the only second time I'm running my boards by myself. Usually Tooks is here doing all of this moving and shaking and maneuvering. And I haven't been in the studio in like two weeks. So I'm I'm kind of like trying to figure out how to do this <laughs> as we go as well. But let me, I'm going to bring up some slides. Let me kind of move this out the way. And I hope I remember how to do this shit. I'll be honest with you. I really don't remember. But I'm going to try my best to remember how this works. All right, let me see how this works. Okay, we're going to do that. Let's do this. Okay, let's go to articles. Yeah, baby. Let me know if y'all see this in the comments. Let me know if y'all see my my slides in the comments, please. Type yes in chat or no. Let me go to let me see how it looks on the YouTube myself. All right. Yes, 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 yes. See it. Okay, great. Okay. Yup, FHA student loans. All right. So in chat, since you guys are all tapped in right now, you're paying attention, great. 
Do you have student loans? Yes or no. And if so, are you looking to purchase a house within the next six months or 12 months? Type that in chat before we get started. I kind of want to know who am I speaking to right now? What is the audience that's watching me right now? And we usually have a bigger audience than this live. I never really go live this early, but I got things I need to do. Shout out to my mentees. We got a call today at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got a group call today with my mentees. So check your emails for the Zoom link today. All right. So a lot of y'all saying, yes, you're looking to buy. You got student loans. You're looking to buy. Okay, great. So let's talk about this. FHA student loan guidelines. All right. FHA, make sure y'all hit that like button, please. Hit that like button. Hit that like button. Uh, somebody said, T. Smith, shout out to you. You paid off your student loans. Congratulations to you. So student loan guidelines, here's some calculations. This is what we're using, right? So FHA uses the payment listed on the credit report or account statement. But if the loan is deferred or in forbearance, the lender will use 0.5% of the outstanding balance. Here's an example on how to calculate student loan payments for FHA guidelines. Payments on the credit report. So let's just say, for example, you owe $200,000 in student loans and your credit report shows that your monthly payment is $300. The lender will use the actual documented payment on a, on a report. Okay, so let's just say that payment is $500 a month for that example. And it's shown, oh, well, it says $300. The payment is $300, excuse me. So if the payment is $300, we're going to use that, okay? We're going to use that. Now, if you don't have a payment on your credit report, so if the balance on your federal loans is 50K and the monthly payment on the credit report is zero, the lender will use $250 as the payment when calculating the DTI. Do y'all understand how we came up with that $250? Do the math. So I'm going to give y'all an example that's not on here right now, and I want y'all to tell me the answer. If the student loans were, if there's no payment on the credit report, and let's just say the balance was $200,000, but there's no payment on the credit report, how much is the student loan payment that the that the lender is going to use. I wish I had some Jeopardy music for y'all. Again, if the student loan balance is 200000 and there's no payment on your credit report and you're going for an FHA loan, what is the payment that the lender is going to use? Type it in chat, please. Type it in chat. So far, Sherilyn is, is, is on the money right now. Go ahead, Sherilyn. You're on the money. All right. So Sherilyn put the answer. A lot of y'all can't do math clearly because you're moving kind of slow here. So Sherilyn put $1,000. So you're absolutely right. If I had a gold star, I would, I would pin it next to your name or something. All right, so I hope you guys understand that. Let's go to the next slide. Okay. Continued. Payment zero on a credit report. If you owe 70K in federal student loans and your credit report shows a monthly payment is zero, 
the lender will use $350 for your payment amount unless you ask your servicer to recalculate your monthly payment and do an IBR, income-based repayment plan. If your loan is in deferment and you owe 100 k in federal loans and your credit report shows that the loans are in deferment, the loan officer will use $500 as your actual monthly payment unless you can get a payment schedule from the servicer showing a lower payment amount under an income-driven um, repayment plan when that deferment ends. All right, so the moral of the story is these income-based, income-driven repayment plans are your friend when it comes to student loans and getting approved for FHA mortgage. So if you are in deferment right now, please go get yourself into one of these income-driven repayment plans if you can qualify. This is going to help you keep your debt-to-income ratio as low as possible, okay? Okay. Wait, matter of fact, let me go back to this one. Student loans and collections, very important information. Very important. FHA guidelines prohibits people from getting a home loan if they have federal student loans and collections. They will need to get out of default and clear the caviars, which is the database that tracks collection accounts that are owed to the federal government. There's no similar database for private student loans and collections. If the debt is still shown on your credit report, it will be included into your debt to income ratio, which means you'll need to establish a payment plan with the creditor or collection agency. If the student loan, if the student debt is no longer there, it's likely it won't affect your chances of having your home loan application. So for those of you who have federal student loans and it's in default, you need to get it out of default and get, get your ass in the payment arrangement. Because just because it's not showing up on your credit report, we're going to run as KBRs and it's going to show up. Remember, when you go into underwriting, they're basically doing a background check on you. You always have to remember that. And if you owe the feds money, they're going to find out. And they, and they can kind of kill your pre-approval. Now, this doesn't happen at the pre-approval level. So if we don't see it as a loan officer, if it's not shown on your credit report, we're not including that into your debt-to-income ratio. When you get into contract to purchase the house and you go through underwriting now, then that's when it will come up. But this is why I always tell you, if you are going to go get pre-approved, especially in today's competitive, high interest rate, low inventory market, you should be working with a lender that has the ability to underwrite you during the pre-approval stage. So that way you can have more of a solid commitment. You can have a conditional approval letter as your pre-approval, so that way you get all your checks and balances done in the very beginning. So that way you don't waste no time getting into contracting, you get declined for your mortgage at the 99 power. That's not what we want, ladies and gentlemen. We don't want that. 
All right. So let's go. Obviously, these are old. These are slides from something else, and I'm not going to go into that. I just want to talk about the student loan guidelines here. Now let's talk about conventional. Conventional is fine. Are y'all tracking with me, man? Are y'all keeping up with this? Throw a gem in the chat if you are. If you are keeping up, do you understand what I just went through with FHA student loan guidelines? Throw a gem in the chat. Throw a fire in the chat. Are you tracking? Are you keeping pace? Please let me know in the chat. Throw a heart. Do something in the chat. Okay? Now, this is Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac student loan guidelines. It's pretty cut and dry to the point. I see y'all are definitely keeping up and tracking with me. So I am here for all that love that's in the comments right now. So Fannie Mae back conventional mortgages accept monthly student loan payments listed on a credit report or account statement. If the loan is in deferment or forbearance, the lender will use 1% of the balance or, or the monthly payment. Freddie Mac allows borrowers to use either the payment on the credit report or account statement. And if the loan is deferred or in forbearance, the lender must use a half a percent. So, so if, if you are going conventional and you know you in deferment or forbearance or whatever, and, and you want to stay that way, Freddie Mac conventional loan would probably be the best option because they're only going to use a half a percent. But if you can take it out of forbearance and get yourself a, approved for some income-driven or income-based repayment type of plan, and it will be a cheaper payment than what the lender is going to use, then I would highly recommend doing that. So that way, again, you have more buying power because you're not, you know, your DTI is not being increased because you have a higher store loan payment. Capiche, copy. Do you guys understand this with conventional mortgages? If so, type yes in chat or the number one. Let me know. Now, Amputant Strength said, uh, uh, what's the update on the housing market? Well, I'm giving you an update on things that impact the housing market with this conversation right here because student loan payments are coming back October 1st. So very important. So this is an update on the housing market. So that way you know what the heck is going on. Okay? This is the update. Now, if you want to know, like, really like a uh, housing market update, like a deep detail of like listings and home sales and all the other stuff. Don't worry. I got you. Okay. I got you. We're going to get to that type of content coming soon. All right. So that's just a quick uh, combo that I wanted to have with you about student loans it's coming back October 1st. So those of you who have student loans, check with your student loan company. Get ahead of this. You got 11, 12 days before this is going to happen. Get with these companies, especially if you're looking to buy a home within the next two, 
four, six, eight, 12 months, whatever it is, you need to start mortgage planning right now. Having your mortgage plan, you see how you got to have a financial plan? You need to have a mortgage plan at the same time. So you need to be able to understand how these changes and these rules and regulations impact you, the future home buyer, the future investor, and how it's going to impact your funding. And this is why I wanted to have this conversation today, because like I said, over the past week, I've had several conversations about student loans and how it impacted positive or negative uh, some of my potential clients um, when it came to for them buying a home. Okay. And let me see something. Let me see if that works. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, that says apply and it says MG. No. What the hell, Tooks? Whatever. But, <laughs> you know, again, again, if you want to apply with me and my team, go to applywithmg.com. We would love to help you guys purchase real estate whenever your time is ready. Okay? And also, if you're new to the channel, make sure you guys like, comment, share, subscribe, hit that bell for notifications. Now, this is the part of the video where I want to tell you guys we are 17, 20 minutes into the video. I think unless uh, you guys have questions in the comments about student loans, matter of fact, I'll do that. I'll open it up for a brief Q&A. For those of you who are watching this with me live right now, if you have any questions, particularly about this subject, student loans and mortgages, please ask them in the comments right now. I'll put your comment on the screen and I'll answer it. But if you don't have no questions, I want to move on to my next topic. Okay, so I'll give you a second. I'm going to take a sip of water. For those of you who are going to watch this on a replay, this might be the, if there's no questions and you just came here just to hear about student loans and mortgages, this might be the end of that segment. And then we're going on to another topic that I want to talk about. In a few seconds, I'm going to give you a few seconds to type. And if I don't see nothing, go. Okay. I don't see nothing. So I'm going to go to Tina. She had a good question here. She says, I know you're giving, hi, I know you're giving info regarding student loans. Uh, thank you for that. I am in need of some direction regarding home transfers and irrevocable and life trust. Can you give me some directions? Any is welcome. I would say, Tina, hit up Sabine, the purpose lawyer. You can check her on Instagram. Um, she takes care of all estate planning and stuff uh, for me. So I would say hit her up directly. Um, good question. Sherilyn says, so if my IBR payment is zero, then they will use that. Correct. If your IBR payment is zero and you showing proof that the payment is zero, Linda, we'll use that. Good question. Okay, stuff. Stuff, stuff. That just sounds plausible, but whatever. Pause. 
You said it's important to have a plan for what again? It's important stuff, stuff, stuff. I don't even want to call you that. Pause. I'm going to call you 507, okay? Because you got a whole bunch of numbers in your joint too. So 507 is important to have a mortgage plan, right? Most people don't think of you need a mortgage plan. I'm here to tell you you need a mortgage plan because most people when they're looking to buy a house, they just willy-nilly and they have no plan, no direction. They don't understand what programs, how they maneuver, shake, whatever the case may be. And if you're self-employed, you got student loans, you got many different scenarios that one person can have, you need to have a trusted mortgage professional like myself that you can have conversations with, lay out all your things on the table basically, and then we can come up with a strategy, a blueprint to help you achieve your real estate goals. It's very important that you know and you hire the right mortgage professional to be by your side, to be on your team. Like, look, I am a CFO for your real estate business, and that's what a good mortgage professional is, CFO, a chief financial officer. You are the CEO of your real estate business. So if you're looking to buy real estate, if you're looking to grow a portfolio, why don't you have a CFO? You need a CFO. So... Your loan officer is your CFO. And if you haven't been thinking that way, then you need to start thinking that way. Because this is a business at the end of the day, and you're the CEO of it. But if your CFO is not on the same page, then how can your business be successful? It won't be successful. So hiring the right mortgage professional. See, a lot of y'all got the game twisted. A lot of y'all think, well, I'm going to just go to my bank where I do my checkings and savings. And you're going to go work with the loan officer that's in there but does that loan officer really have your best interest? Do they understand real estate investing? Do they, do they have all the products and programs that, that you would need to scale your business to that next level? So most of you are just out here just, oh, I'm going to this bank. Oh, this person referred me to this person. And you just go with whoever and you're not really understanding that this person might not be the right CFO for you. They might structure your deal all fucked up. Only thing you might be thinking about is just, what's my rate? Sometimes the lowest rate is not always the best thing for you. That's just my opinion. What should your mortgage plan include? Um, everything, right? Your mortgage plan, I'm glad we're having, having this conversation right now. Good questions, right? Uh, your mortgage plan should, should include your goals. What are your goals? What are your real estate goals? First of all, if you're if if you're speaking to a real estate loan officer, if you're speaking to a mortgage loan officer, a mortgage professional, and if one of the first questions they at if one of the first questions that they ask you is not what are your real estate goals? In my opinion, that person does not have your best interests at heart. My opinion. That's just me. So for me, if you come to me and say, hey, I want to buy a house. I want to I wanna buy a house. That's what most people say. I want to buy a house, right? But 
if I'm not asking you, okay, after this house, what do you want to do next in real estate? What's the next step? Then how can I properly advise you on this one deal if I don't know what deal two is looking like or deal three? What, what do you have in your mind? Because most of you want to do this, right? And let's just keep it real. You see this book? And that's why I wrote this book. Shout out to JM Publishing. That's why I wrote House Hackonomics, to give you the game and give you the insight on how to house hack properly, what programs to use, and how to do it the legal way without getting yourself in trouble with, with mortgage fraud and all this other stuff, right? And what most of you do, most of you do is you do it backwards. You see, I talk about four, three, two, one. That's when you go from a four family, a three family, two family, then you finally end up with a one family. But most of us, and I did the same thing, first house I purchased was a single family home. But that was a different time. That was 16 years ago, right? Where we was in the wild cowboy days. There wasn't all these rules and regulations like we have today. But in today's market, and a lot of you over the past seven, eight years have purchased homes and you want to be landlords. You want to build a portfolio. You want to get cash flow. But you're buying single family homes first. And then when you go buy your single family, you don't have enough money for down payment to purchase a multifamily because it's a true investment property now. And you cannot do 3.5% on a true non-owner occupied investment property. You got to do 20. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The 25% in most cases. So most of you get like, it's like you hit a brick wall. You hit a brick wall and you're trying to figure out how do I do this? And I get it all the time. MG, how do I, how do I get this multifamily, but use minimum down payment? Well, it's going to be extremely difficult if you're not moving into that multifamily. And then now you got to convince an underwriter why you're moving out a single family property to go live in this multifamily that might not be in the same class of area and home that you currently live in right now. What is your motivation for this? These are questions that underwriters are going to ask. And a lot of you can't answer those questions because you know damn well you're not trying to live in that shit, right? Let's just call a spade a spade. Let's just keep it real with each other, right? So this is why I say you need to have a mortgage plan. You need to hire your loan officer, and you have to have the mindset to start thinking like, yo, this loan officer is my CFO, so I'm hiring them for their expertise so that way they can get me money, save me money, and help me reach the goals that I need for my real estate business. So if your loan officer, like I said from the very beginning, is not asking you, if they're not asking you, what are your real estate goals from the very beginning? And if you're not being transparent and telling them what the goals are, and if it, especially if those goals include you buying multifamily properties and becoming a landlord and having cash flow and all those great things that we speak about on this channel, then that person to me is not equipped to be your CFO for your real estate business because they're only thinking about the transaction in front of them. And that's getting you closed and getting them paid. See, me on the other hand, when I'm working with you, and my team is working with you, we want to know your real estate goals because we want to be able to proper structure these loans so that way your first deal doesn't hurt the second deal or the third deal. If we do it right, you won't have no issues. And if we educate you the right way on how to do this, you won't have no issues. Now, if you have the capital and the money to, to continue to buy, that makes our life a lot easier. And if you don't, that makes our life a lot harder. But ultimately, as long as we give you the blueprint and we're really truly acting like your CFO and giving you the game that you need to be successful in building your real estate portfolio and building your real estate business, then we did our job. And a lot of loan officers, and I'm telling you this, guys, and you, you, you know, you speak to your friends and your family and people who want to buy other more properties, but they don't have the down payment and they wish they would have did a multifamily first instead of doing a single family. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that, especially since I've been on live talking about on, on, on online, I should say not on live, but online social media talking about house hacking and things of that nature. So your mortgage plan, mortgage planning, hiring your loan officer, treating them as if they're the CFO of your real estate business is probably one of the most important pieces to your puzzle of being successful in this business. Does that make sense? Type yes in chat or no, please.
Type yes in chat or no. Let me get to this next question. The Tam Bomb says, with one FHA loan, what is better? Refi to conventional, then get another FHA, or get second FHA if I move 200 miles away? Well, the second FHA is if you move 100 miles away uh, for relocation, job purposes, things of that nature, and you're going to live into that property, then you'll be able to get and use FHA to get another property. But this is what I teach in the House Hackonomics book, right? And kind of like well, all my classes and in my community and everything like that too, is we teach you how to properly house hack by using FHA, buying right, right? Because when you refinance it out of multifamilies into convention, you need to have a certain amount of equity to do so, which people don't speak about. I do my best to speak about that in detail, but you need to have a certain amount of equity in order to achieve that refinance into the conventional mortgage. So that way you can free up and do an FHA for the next purchase. Go to mgbookstore.com. Do yourself a tremendous, a tremendous favor and go pick up House Hackonomics, How to House Hack Your Way to Wealth. This book will tell you everything that you need to know about house hacking the proper way. Great question. Okay, y'all definitely tracking. Y'all definitely with me here. Okay, I'm glad you guys are following what we're talking about and you're understanding. I hope I'm putting this into kind of terms and and I'm not going too far-fetched over you guys' head with this type of conversation. Okay, but again, this is um, this is how you're supposed to do it. Shout out to SW. SW says, it's a great book. I concur. Both of my books are excellent. And I have a whole series of eBooks that I'm going to release for Black Friday. So stay tuned for that, y'all. Um, so many different books that are coming out for Black Friday. Um, and they're going to be eBooks. eBooks for Black Friday. A whole assortment of them. Uh, so 33 hip hop says, Matt, please speak on new assessments. What? Please speak on new tax assessments when you buy a home. Huh? I'm glad we are talking about that. You said something else here. You said my taxes shot up a hundred percent in my multifamily messed up my margins. Mm, 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 mm. Let's talk about escrow. Let's talk about tax assessments right now. Let's talk about this. And I'm glad you, you 33 hip hop. Yo, do you want to come on live? 33 hip hop. Let me ask you this. Do you want to come on live? Are you in a good sp place right now where you can come on and talk? Do you have like your, your AirPods in? You got some good light? Whatever you want to jump on live real quick, and we want to hear. I want to hear a little bit more because I think this is a very important conversation. All right, so I'm gonna send you a link right now. Right, let me see if I if I remember how to do this shit. All right, I gotta find it. Okay, let me see if I can do this because if I can find this, I'm I'm gonna get you on here. Like, hold on one second. You know, I'm I'm new to this. Let me see. What's this thing? Is this it? No, that's not it. I can't find that damn thing, but 
I don't remember how to show me how to do it. Wait, I saw it like, there gotta be a way I can get you in here. Hold on. Is this it? No, that's not it. There we go. Copy link. I found it. Okay. All right. I'm a, All right, I just put 33 hip hop. I just put the link right there for you to join. 33 hip hop. Come on. Come on the channel. Let's hear your story. Is your name Jim? Is your name Jim, 33 Hip Hop? Let me know. All right. So let me, it says guests in the green room. All right. Let me, Um, how to add you? I'm going to add you right here. All right. Unmute yourself, my brother. How are you? Peace, peace, man. Let me let me mute the YouTube. All right. Can, can you hear me, Matt? Yes, sir. I hear you loud and clear, man. How's it going today? I'm good. I'm good. Good to good to see you. Good to see you. I haven't haven't seen you in a little bit. Yeah, man. I kind of been um, you know, after Invest Fest. Well, in August, I kind of took time off of YouTube and Invest Fest. I went on vacation. It was my birthday, and I kind of just been kind of just like recuperating. And just getting myself ready because I'm about to go on an epic run. So I'm, I'm back now. You. We here. And we're going to start doing more of these dialogues, man. So if y'all watching the channel right now, as y'all know, Rants and Gems is the channel now. I actually put the tag name back to MG The Mortgage Guy because a couple people were telling me that it doesn't come up when I changed it. Rants and Gems. Um, it was only coming up with MG The Mortgage Guy. But MG The Mortgage Guy is back to the name of the channel, but all the branding will say Rants and Gems. So you guys are going to be on the pod. And like I told y'all before, I want to start having these conversations with you guys because you're the people. You know what I'm saying? And you're going through shit. And I want to know what's going on. And it can help others, right? So what's your name? Where you from? And welcome to Rants and Gems, my brother. Definitely, definitely. Well, Jim, I'm originally from Brooklyn. Um, been following you for a while just really trying to follow the blueprint that you set up, set off with, you know, multifamily investing. So me and my family purchased uh, two family in Newark, New Jersey uh, in 2021. So pretty decent interest rate around, you know, 3% at that time. Um, so the margins work well. We're house hacking. Um, we actually decided not to go with a long-term tenant. We actually doing uh midterm rentals so we're doing like travel nurses because the the margins were a little better and it was covering our whole mortgage so everything was working as planned um but the house we purchased it from a flipper so totally gut renovated came in taxes around like four you know four thousand and change not not bad for jersey and you know in a and you said no you said newark new jersey right newark newark new jersey Whew, right. that's very low Right, right, right. So it, it obviously it was a one family. They converted to a two family. 
So our margins is working. We're getting ready to get the new one and everything like that. Then we get the letter from the mortgage company that says our escrow is short. So come to find out the city raised the taxes. Essentially, they raised it 100% because of the new assessed value. Um, so everything is cool before that. You know, it's a, a changing area. You know, Newark, you, you've been through there. I've seen you do, do a few things there. It's changing, but still has its rough parts. We were fine with it until you're paying double in taxes. Now I'm looking around like, what am I getting for this? But that was one of the unexpected things in investment that we didn't really plan for. Um, and a hundred percent tax increase. If we weren't investors and savers, we, you know, we, we would have been out of there if, if it was, if it was another family, you know, so to say. So I, I just wanted to bring that up because, um, you know, I think it's one of the unexpected things people may run into as they start this multifamily investing, if you do it as a house hack and things like that. So let me ask you this, right? Um, so it was when when they converted it from a one family to a two family, did the city of Newark give that investor a tax abatement to keep the taxes well, low? No, as well, it seemed that they never applied for it. So we we walked into it not realizing we were going to get that type of increase. Maybe it was on us. We should have probably maybe filed for the abatement, but definitely the previous owner did not. And from what I'm hearing, you know, as I do my research on this, it's a little late to apply for that now. So, yeah. So what happens is, especially and I'm glad you're bringing this bringing this up from a conversion. Right. So. First of all, everybody who's watching this live in a replay, you have to understand when you purchase any real estate, there's two things that's going to happen that's going to increase your mortgage payment almost annually. It's either your property taxes are going to go up because if home values are going up, then that means property taxes are going to go up. And number two, your homeowner's insurance is going to go up as well, which can increase your mortgage payment, you know, a little bit or a lot, just depending on the overall situation. Now, property taxes, you cannot, there's nothing you can do about it because the bank is always going to pay property taxes because it's first lien on your property. So they're always going to pay the property taxes. Now, your homeowner's insurance, you can always fire your homeowner's insurance company and get a new insurance company and tell the bank, hey, I'm not with XYZ insurance no more. I'm with ABC insurance, right? then you can kind of swap out the deck pages, bonders, et cetera, and that can kind of bring your, your payment back to some sort of normalcy. But those taxes, there's really nothing that you can do about it unless you disagree with the assessment that the town is saying that the house is worth. Then you can go and fight them by doing a grievance, and that can or cannot work for you and lower your taxes or raise your taxes or whatever it is. So I want you guys mm -hmm. to be aware of that. But now in my guy's Jim's situation, what happened with him, the problem is the home when he purchased it was still assessed as a one family property. So when they did the conversion, although the permits and everything was approved by the city of Newark, that doesn't mean the home is automatically assessed as a two family and the taxes reflected. So with the realtor and the investor should have did to or said to potential buyers is that and made it clear from the beginning 
these taxes are temporary. They will increase, and based off the neighborhood of other multifamilies, it will be in that eight to $10,000 range. So that way you guys, you and your wife could have planned properly, but they didn't do that from what you're saying. They just sold it as, hey, a newly converted multifamily home, new construction basically with low taxes, basically. Because I see yeah. this happen all the time, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even when I call, so I call the tax assessor's office to find out how I could appeal it. And, you know, was talking to a brother on the other line and he was clear. He was like, I feel you because these phone calls keep coming in every hour on the hour, this type of thing. And that's the flippers get in and they get out and it's left, you know, there's homeowners kind of left holding the bag if they are not familiar with with, with that. Um, so there's an opportunity to um, appeal it in January, which we'll, we'll, we'll try to do, um, hoping that it's not, it doesn't end up being an increase from where we're at. And, and um, that's what I was about to say, bro. You got to be careful because remember, when, when the town assesses your property, and this is everywhere nationwide, right? They will tell you the market value is X, but that's what they're saying the market value is. When you get an appraisal, that value is nine times and 10 is gonna be higher than what they're saying. So mm -hmm. when you grieve or try to appeal, you gotta be very careful with that because if they find that they were still under value and they increase your value, then that means your property taxes can increase more for the following um, quarter or tax bill. Yeah, I, I spoke with an attorney and they, they cautioned me about that. They said that they may, they wouldn't do it but when I kind of ran some comps, some of my neighbors and different places, they're not they're not paying. I'm paying four thousand dollars more than everybody else, so to say. So I think I have all, a case. And it's all multifamilies. The same specs: six bed, three baths. You know, generally speaking, like you know, I, I don't I don't know how the city's going to assess it, but um, on on the mortgage company side, I mean, I was thinking about you the whole time because I was like, man. I wish I could get to Matt because I wonder if these people is playing me because they did pay the taxes. Um, but we did work out a deal where they'll stretch out the escrow. Um, so over we don't 12, take over that. 12 months. Um, it, it's something like 18. So it was a okay. even a little bit longer. Um, okay. Still, you know, I think the taxes are, are an issue, but that's a whole nother story. The assessor versus the mortgage company. So that's that's an important thing as a mortgage uh a mortgage uh, guru, as I, I like to say, you know, folks knowing that they they have that option. If you could touch on that a little bit, because that was a not a surprise to me, but I was happy to know I at least had that option. Yeah, no, look, this is why I wanted you to come on, come on the show, right? Mm -hmm. Is because this is a very important topic right here, because mm -hmm. people are out here buying real estate and not understanding. Like we all talk about appreciation, like it's up and it's stuck, right? And I'm look, I'm fucking victim of this shit too. I tell people this shit all the time. It's up and it's stuck, prices is up, they ain't coming down, blah, blah, blah. But on the back end, hell, my taxes went up on every property I own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so the only thing that's fixed on your mortgage payment, people, is your principal and interest payment if you have a 30-year fixed rate mortgage or a 20-year or a 15-year. That's the only thing that's fixed. Those property taxes and those homeowners insurance, that escrow is not fixed. That is adjustable according to wherever you get assessed at. So you have to pay attention 
to you every year the lender is going to send you an escrow analysis you have to look at this paperwork you have to look into the app they tell you in these apps now the technology is so good with really pretty much all the service and lenders they'll give you warning like hey escrow analysis is coming up you should have it boom 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 because i look at my stuff all the time and i see this right when the city that you live in is sending you paperwork right you got to remember the bank um is responsible to make the mortgage i mean the, the tax payment or the insurance payment if you escrow they're not there to dispute what the city is telling them so if they get a tax bill or an insurance bill and it's double triple they're going to pay it regardless and then you're just going to get like you said hey your mortgage payment is going to increase we got to work out some options you know what i'm saying so when that town or the insurance company is sending you their assessment for the upcoming year what it's going to be people you have to pay attention to it i can't tell you bro how many times people look at these things from the city and they still thought it was junk now and they're not reviewing it hell i have done it myself sometimes and not even open the letters and then i go through the pile of mail that we all have <laughs> right and you're like damn this thing was here so open your mail pay attention to it look at it and then move accordingly um and it's a good thing yeah some lenders will work out six months 12 months 18 months is a long time for them to to stretch that payment out and i think that was a great thing because most lenders servicing lenders from what i know will only go max of 12 months to stretch out that extra escrow cost so 18 months that lowers because you went up an extra four thousand dollars you know what i'm saying um annually so i mean that probably only increased your payment what's that four by ten like 400 so only like actually 200 something dollars a month somewhere around there no 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 because um you know uh, the the way that it hit was like um, it, 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 we were well behind on the on the escrow. By the time all of this calculated with the city, they had grossly um, uh, under under assessed. You know, and, and pardon me if I don't have the correct jargon for this, but ultimately we were so behind on the es with the escrow, it shot us up almost a thousand dollars. Shit. Yes. A, a, a whole thousand dollars increase yes. on escrow? Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. That's why I said that if, if we weren't savers and investors, we 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 would be out on the street. It sounds like it was like over two years of it, it, like being under assess. Uh it, it wasn't exactly that. And I, I need to have it all in front of me because yeah, it yeah, made sense. It. With the tax assessor and everything, so I'm kind of going off the top of the head, but definitely it it, it went up. Close, it was about a thousand dollars. Wow, yeah, man, that's crazy. Well, thank God yeah. that you and your family are savers and investors, and you're not out here blowing money fast. And because I mean, an extra thousand dollars a month can can bankrupt some folks, man. So I'm happy that you guys are still able to afford your property. Yeah, and and the fact that it was a multifamily, you know, you you always said, you know, people don't have to pay you rent, but we've been blessed to, you know, to to you know, so we we bought something we could afford, and also the tenant is a plus. So, I love it, man. I love it, man. Well, look, I appreciate yeah. you 
uh, coming on Rants and Gems today. And uh, look, man, I hope that you know things will work out and you can get those margins back up, especially with doing the short-term rentals. And um, look, man, thank you for your support. And hopefully we'll see you back on the channel again soon. Definitely. Once we get this situation under control, I'm going to hit you about a HELOC because that's what we're looking to do, you know, for our, ne for our next move. All right, bro. We will be here to service you. Okay. Take care. Thanks, All man. Right, my brother. Have a good one. Man, shout out to, shout out to my guy, Jim. Um, he goes by 33HipHop on YouTube. Uh, that was a great conversation, y'all. Great conversation. Uh, and yeah, man, this is what we were going to do on here on Rants and Gems on the channel, man. We're going to start bringing y'all on here, talking your, talking your shit, what you got to talk about. You know, make sure you got good cameras, <laughs> you know, good quality lighting. So that way, you know, on a replay, people watching it, we can really hear you and understand you. But yeah, man, escrow, escrow account is real, ladies and gentlemen. Escrow account is real. Um, so that was a great, great conversation. We're going to have more topics about escrow and really do more deep dives into that. Talk more about PMI, you know, all these, all these things, man, because I want you guys to be truly informed, truly informed and truly know exactly what you're getting yourself into when you're out here buying real estate, whether it's a primary residence, whether it's investment property. And if you got a great story, look, Rants and Gems, we are here. I want to hear your story. I don't want to just interview influencers and all these different people. I want to talk to you guys. So if you got great stories, if you're, you're kicking ass in real estate, you're doing all this good stuff, email info at ransomgems.com. Email info at ransomgems.com. Let's get you on. Let's get you on the channel, man. Let's hear. I want the people. I want to be the voice of the people when it comes to this stuff, man. So y'all come on the channel, come on the show and let's talk about it. Right. Um, but again, if you're new here, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to the channel, and make sure you hit that bell for notifications, please, as always. And also, download us on wherever you're listening to audio, wherever you're listening to audio, download us, rate us five star, leave a review, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, and make sure you guys go to mgbookstore.com. Go to mgbookstore.com, pick up House Hackonomics, pick up the Real Estate Investors Manifesto. Uh, we have uh, tons of ebooks coming out for Black Friday. Um, again, MG Mortgage Academy is my private community um, for home buyers, investors, and real estate licensed real estate professionals. Um, so I'm going to probably come back on here tomorrow and I'll put the link and everything like that. So you guys, if you want to join, it's only $2.99 annually. Uh, I have something going on, I think, Monday with the community. Um, we're going to have a class and we got I got more conferences, virtual conferences coming, virtual summits, um, 10 week curriculums. I'm not going to do 10 weeks no more. I'll probably do four week curriculums. All of that stuff is going to be a part of my community. So if you want to join the community, you can go to help at mgbookstore.com, email us right now, or I'll put the link in the description probably tomorrow when I jump on here. All right? <clears throat> so that's all I got for y'all. Much love, much respect. Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, but better known as MG The Mortgage Guy. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.